ഓമ ജ്ഞാനചരന്ധസ്യാനഞ്ജന ശ്രദ്ധാകയ In general, we don't tell everybody everything the first time we meet them. It's just like if you meet someone on the street, they may ask you, well, what is Krishna consciousness all about? So if you tell him, well, you have to immediately give up meat, fish, eggs, gambling, intoxication, licit sex, turn 16 rounds, rise 4 o'clock in the morning, otherwise you're a demon. It's not very good preaching. If you don't do that, you're a demon. So, if we see people are favorable, but they are attached to some bogus guru, then it's a good idea to tell them Prabhupada's books. Let them get, give them lots of Prabhupada's books. And when they've taken all the books, you tell them, your guru is completely bogus. We shouldn't avoid saying this. If we avoid speaking the truth, then we ourselves become compromised. So give them Prabhupada's books, give them plenty of prasadam, but uh, don't avoid to speak philosophy. You don't have to tell them, you may not even have to tell directly that this person is bogus. Prabhupada uh, gave some idea how to preach in such circumstances. He'd say, well, someone says, well, I believe in so-and-so bogus animal. So instead of saying he's bogus, you can just ask, well, what is his philosophy? And then you can proceed to show how on the basis of Bhagavad Gita as it is, it's bogus. One thing is that in the name of preaching techniques, we often avoid speaking the truth and then everything becomes very wishy-washy. We should never admit, we should never say, If someone says, my guru is so-and-so, we should never say, oh, that's very nice, for instance. If we start to compromise and say, yes, this is nice, that is nice, then everything will become completely useless. This point I discussed in some depth in one essay in this book, which has just been published. Please move on. At present, there are many books uh, written, which are not written by Prabhupada. <coughs> Uh, what should guide your disciple in the choice of these books? Actually, some of these books that are being published, they're not at all good. They shouldn't be circulated at all. <coughs> Just like you see this Nityananda Charitamrita which is very popular, but it's, it says it's written by Vrindavan Dash Thakur, but it's not. It's a fabrication. And some books are being circulated which uh, they describe very intimate leaders of Radha and Krishna. These are not meant for public circulation. Just like you see now, this, I saw this Madhav Mahotsav is translated in Russian. So these, of course, it's written by Vaishnava uh, Acharya, but it's never meant for public distribution. This is completely against our Vaishnava tradition to widely distribute these things. So it's, it's better that you... Actually, you should... The proper system is you should... Yeah, just like you're asking these questions, you should understand carefully what should be read and what shouldn't be read. There are some other books. Uh, it became a controversial issue in Croatia when some of my disciples asked, should they read Bhakti Tirtamaharaj's books? And I said no, and then I was only telling my disciples, but it became a controversial issue all over Croatia. <laughs> As he told me himself, they're like in very indirect books which are meant to read. Uh, indirectly bring people to Krishna consciousness. But if you're already in Krishna consciousness, there's no need to read them. Better to read the world. Because there's nothing, there's nothing very much about Krishna consciousness in them. 
So these uh, very esoteric books, they're, they're not meant for, they're, they're only meant for very highly advanced devotees. And it is, uh, if those who are not very highly advanced read them, it will actually be dangerous for their Krishna consciousness. This Advaita Prakash, that's another book. You sure? You sure now? I told the devotees who were translating it into English at the time, but they, and they don't care. <laughs> They're all modern inventions written in the late 19th century. There are many such books written at that time, which, which were. They were presented as being ancient books, but they're just books. But unfortunately, many of our devotees, they don't have any proper discrimination as to what is proper and what isn't. So I am emphasizing you should understand the philosophy very clearly as it's given to us by Prabhupada and all the previous sanctions. Another question? <coughs> Explain, please, the significance of Shikha. Well, Bhaktisthansaswar Thakur, he said that this is a symbol of one who takes Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Shikha, which means instruction. And he wrote that there's no need of understanding it any more than this, anything beyond it. It is mentioned that devotees should practice devotional service with enthusiasm and determination. <coughs> Where can we take this enthusiasm? If his, uh, if the association mm, with senior devotees is a, a rare thing. Well, you have to be enthusiastic about something. No. If you're not enthusiastic to become Krishna conscious, that means you're enthusiastic to become a worm in the stool. I must become a worm in the stool. I must eat, drink, sleep, defend, enjoy my senses, and become a worm in the stool. I have all enthusiasm, determination, and patience to do whatever is required to become a worthy student. <laughs> so you choose. What do you want to be enthusiastic about? Just, it just requires a little uh, philosophical reflection. That's all. Are more manifest in Lord Chaitanya, <coughs> those of Radha or those of Krishna? Well, we really went a long way there from uh, talking about enthusiasm to become a woman stool to the to the manifestation of Radha and Krishna as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It's a big jump in level. At the I'm just wondering if we dis- if we start to discuss the qualities of Radha, Rani, and Krishna, while well, we're still enthusiastic to be worms in stool, if we how much we're going to understand? We can't understand Radha and Krishna simply by some psychological analysis. So I would recommend study Bhagavad Gita as it is, very carefully, implement it in your life. Srimad <coughs> Bhagavatam, gradually Chaitanya Charitamrita, teachings of Lord Chaitanya. When you come to read Chaitanya Charitamrita, there you will find a description of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <coughs> Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, but he is overwhelmed by the emotions, and bodily lust of Radha. So when Radha and Krishna combine as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then Radharani's feelings and bodily lust are predominant. So we can read this and we can repeat it. Actually, how much we'll understand unless we're free from lust and greed, that is not possible. Yeah, the second question is a continuation of the first. Is it... Uh proper to say that Lord Chaitanya is an, is an incarnation of Radharani.
Mm. A realized soul understands that it is uh, he is not active, but the three modes of material nature act. In the spiritual world, the spirit soul understands that he, that he is not active, but it is Yoga Maya who acts. If uh, if it is so, that means that he is in ignorance. The soul is in ignorance. Is it so or not? Um, Neither do I. Then, so? then it means the person who wrote it also doesn't understand what they're talking about. Should I do? No. You can just ask, you can tell the person. Yeah. It's not not clear. It's it's a it's a an axiom in in writing or communication. If you can't make others understand, it means you also don't properly understand yourself. Hmm. Please explain. Uh, uh, explain the the border between material mode of goodness and Shuddha Sattva and what is this border is it is it proper for devotee to desire to be situated in the mode of goodness in Bhagavad Gita Lord Krishna says that Sattvam Sanjayate Jnanam from the mode of goodness knowledge develops now that knowledge means a, a general knowledge of one's spiritual situation. <coughs> a general understanding that I am not the body, but I am spirit. That material life is miserable, and that we are not meant for enjoyment in the material. Shuddha sattva means to be situated in devotional service. So from sattva can, can come a general idea of spiritual knowledge, but shuddha sattva means a very clear understanding that we are parts and parcels of Krishna and plus being practically engaged in the service. So Sattva Gun, uh, that is much closer to Krishna consciousness than Raja Gun or Tamana. <coughs> and from Sattva Gun one can more easily be elevated to Krishna consciousness. So a devotee should ultimately desire to be situated in pure Krishna consciousness or should be but it's, uh, it's always recommended that one lead a sattvic lifestyle. Yeah. That will help us to become Krishna conscious. But sometimes a devotee in the service of Krishna, he may act in a way which appears not to be very sattvic. No. Just like, for instance, Hanuman and Arjuna were fighting in the Lord's service, killing people. So that is not, that is not from the... That is not part of the material sattva gun. Similarly, a devotee in Krishna's service, sometimes he may have to, just like he may build a rat cart, which feels a lot of banging, bang, bang, bang. This it may not appear to be very sattva. So ultimately, we have to develop pure desire to serve Krishna beyond the material modes of nature. It is far better to be a, uh, a carpenter or a mechanic building Krishna's Rathkart with a pure desire to please him than to be a very pure, clean Brahmana who is not very interested in Krishna consciousness. But at the same time, we should know that the, the qualities which are developed in Sattva they are parallel to the qualities of a 
pure devotee said then the pure devotee they are expanded thousands of times. No. So a devotee may be engaged in work which might apparently be like that of a shudra, just like that building a ratka. It's, it seems to be like the work of a shudra. But a devotee who's engaged in that service, who's actually situated in Krishna consciousness, he doesn't have the low mentality of a shudra. So devotees, when they're performing service, they're not. They're, not, they're, they're performing service for the sake of pleasing Krishna, and they develop good qualities, not fighting with each other. You have to do everything my way. No, no, my way. Yep. Of course, there may be some authority, so we should follow that authority. We also have that system. In the temple, as temple president, his instruction should be followed. But he should also do out of the sense of serving Krishna, not from self-organization. So very simply, uh, Sattva-gun means to develop all the good qualities. Shuddha-sattva means to have the uh, simple desire to please Krishna, from which all qualities, they automatically uh, expand in a, in a much better way than even on the ordinary platform of sattva So try to develop these qualities of, sat, of, of sattva-gun, of brahmana, within Krishna consciousness. Shamo Dhamma Tapa Shocha. Who knows that verse? You can say. Someone can say. Anyone else? Anyone can say. I think those who are Brahmin initiated, they should know. You say in Sanskrit, that's good. We got all the qualities. Okay, so what's it in Russian? So peacefulness, self control, austerity, cleanliness, tolerance, straightforwardness. Non-dependency, algebra. Then uh, knowledge and wisdom means how to practically apply that knowledge. Then astic and uh, religiousness, these are the qualities of the So these qualities should be developed in the service of Krishna. Okay, another question? I can't say because I haven't heard it. What does Goswami Maharaj say? He approved for printing. He approved. Yeah. One of my godbrothers told me that if there's some book and there's one mistake, I'll open it on that page and point it out. Talking about me. So my fault finding tendency at least has some usefulness. <coughs> Demigods can be compared to parts of uh, to bodily parts of Krishna. Uh, what can we compare Krishna's expansions to or with? Why is there any need to compare them with anything? But they are Krishna in different forms of Krishna. This angle should be taken before. Yeah. So, and the time between. When we, when we finish this, then it should be taken out. Is there any program this evening? I don't know. <coughs> Holy places appeared on the earth after Krishna's expansion. Expansions um, manifest themselves there, or they were they were like originally present. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, were like uh, 
an altar in the room, something like an altar in the room. Well, there are different kinds of holy places. The the Adhams, Vrindavan, Navadip, they are they are eternally the spiritual world manifested in the material. And holy rivers like Ganga, Yamuna, Godavari, Krishna, there are so many. They are uh, expansions of the Lord's potencies within the spiritual world. Yeah, they are persons of the spiritual world. Ganga is an eternal associate of the Lord. In the no, they are the, the rivers are yeah. those persons uh. in another form. So all the places along the banks of these rivers, they're all holy places. Then other places become holy when the Lord personally visits there or when a deity is established there. Uh, so there are different kinds of holy places. Uh, should we read books of Satswarupa Maharaj? Japa reform, uh, reading reform, uh, and so on. And uh, books by Shivaram Maharaj, like Guru and Disciple, Shik. Shiksha, I don't know, Shiksha Guru, something in his called. Then Manakh Shiksha and Vaishnavaki, with purpose of Japataka Maharaj. Like this. Yeah, and another questions. Yeah, second screen. All of the next questions or these? these? No, they oh. just some. They mentioned some books of Shiva Maharaj. Yeah, I don't know, Shiksha. Guru Disciple or. Yeah, Guru and Guru, ah, Shiksha of Niskon. Shiksha outside of Iskon. And others. Yeah. And also Manak Shiksha and Vaishnav Ke. Manak Shiksha, that's who, who translated that? Uh, You're saying there's some commentary on that? Who came from? No, no commentary, just commentary for Vaishnav Ke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can read all these books. A lot of books to read, right? Uh, you can't read them all. It's not possible to read. So many books. Not possible to read them. Prabhupada said that if you, if someone started to read the books of the Vaishnava Acharyas and he read 24 hours a day for the whole of his life, he'd never finish them all. So he might try to get a whole big pile of books and just read through very quickly and try and finish them all. And then we say, ah, finished. You'll find that during the time you read it, another big pile of books came out new. So generally it's recommended to, to study a few books very carefully and try to understand them. Yeah. Simply by studying many books and acquiring some knowledge in the brain, that won't help us to become Christian conscious. Alright, we can, we'll continue with questions and answers either uh, probably tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, now we'll just have after five minutes, our team will be good.